Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of uh, Tech Talk with uh, Amit and Renat. In today's topic, in today's talk, we are going to talk about virtual reality, augmented reality, and other other forms of uh, reality that's available in the market. So, virtual reality has been a very hot topic recently. Many of uh, the uh, heads-up displays from Facebook, the Oculus Quest, uh, the Oculus Rift. Then there are virtual reality glasses from uh, uh, Valve. the steam index then uh, the you have uh, glasses from htc the htc vive and there are many other forms of virtual reality uh, so uh, and people can play games on it people can browse applications people can use the web browser etc so it's it's a very hot topic and the other thing is augmented reality so using your smartphone you can uh, you can point your uh, smartphone camera into the world um, near you and you can see say a pokemon uh, pokemon uh, uh, character in your phone which is not there in the real world but it is uh, it is visible on your phone and that's how the game uh, becomes popular so we, today in today's topic we will uh, explore all these uh, things of what is vr what is ar what are the different applications are there any limitations what are the different products available in the market etc and renath here he has experience of working um, um, in virtual reality as part of his work experience so today we are going to explore more uh, with him on this topic so welcome to our show Thank you, Amit. Um, yes, um, absolutely. Uh, VR and AR is um, the hot topic today, but um, obviously it has it, ha- it has picked up some traction in in the in the recent days. But I've actually been um, using and um, working on in in VR and AR industry for some time now. I, I mean, for those of you who are following us, um, you would probably know that. Um, we both have a background of mechanical engineering so when i finished my degree in engineering uh, my first job um well my second job was um in a company who specifically delivers um a, a immersive solutions uh which are to do with virtual reality augmented reality mixed reality etc and as an engineer i would be building these solutions which would um which would be for enterprise customers for you know uh, industry level vr solutions and uh, from those experiences i've picked up a lot of knowledge and insights um and i've been in i've, I've started about like 7 8 years ago um although i've been a little bit out of touch since um i've now i'm now working in it industry but um uh you know at, while being in that uh, vr and ar industry designing and uh, making you know engineering solutions which uh, enables vr and ar i've i've seen a lot and uh, it is um, it is uh, about time that um, i get to talk about uh, this 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 topic which i am actually very passionate about it has a lot of potential and um uh hopefully the listeners will find uh, listeners and viewers will will get a lot of value from from this talk today definitely um renath i think uh, it's a it's a hot topic um and uh, for those who are watching this show or listening it on a podcast uh, you can also note that uh, in this week uh, ces 2021 is happening it's a completely virtual event and uh, people who love gadgets who love technologies uh you can see on their channel that a lot of vr and ar products are being launched so it's a hot topic and we thought of okay let's explore it in a bit 
So, uh, Rinath, my first question is, uh, for the benefit of everyone, what is VR? What is AR? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, what I usually do always, whenever people ask me for a definition, I try to break down each of the words. So, VR and AR stands for virtual reality and augmented reality. So, let's break down each of the words. Reality, first of all. Reality is... Um, uh, what do what do we mean when we say reality? Reality is, you know, with all our five senses, what we experience in 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 our life. Um, so, you know, it, a little bit philosophical. You know, reality, what it is for me, might not be the same for you. You know, I'm with my senses, I'm experiencing life in a way, but you know, you probably you know experience from your perspective the same set of events in different ways so reality is you know is, is different based on perspective but you know it is what we all say and uh, say you know if we all say that okay this is you know this table in front of us exists then you know we we um, take it we we agree that it exists and then we can take uh, you know uh, we could infer uh, various things from it and obviously you know then there is the question of physics and you know all have physical properties etc uh, but when we talk about virtual reality that all becomes a little bit hazy a little bit questionable so um, when we um, when we enter a virtual world we see we you know uh, most of the times we, we experience reality through uh, through vision you know what we see is what we call the reality around us and virtual reality we we give our senses uh, you know uh, virtually created information which um, which creates a different reality from the physical reality that where we where we live so um, Virtual reality is digitally created um, uh, world uh, that you experience by giving your five senses, you know, uh, uh, giving your five senses the information of this new reality. So you kind of um, start, you know, you kind of dive into that reality and experience everything around you in that way. So um, that's reality and that's virtual reality. Augmented reality is um, taking, a li taking it a little bit further. So when you step into a virtual world, everything that you see or hear is virtual. It's, it's digitally created. But then you are kind of at the same time missing out what is you know, physically in front of you in real life. Um, when you try to combine both of these together, then it becomes augmented reality. So you're actual reality the physical reality where you live in if you augment that reality with virtual artifacts in your you know in your uh, source of information with with all of your senses then it becomes augmented reality your actual reality augmented by virtual artifacts in your information stream so that's augmented reality um, speaking of VR and AR, then nowadays we also talk about um, you know another two terms that come in ca that comes about, which is mixed reality, and then extended reality. So these are these are newer terms which are combination of 
VR and AR in, in many ways. So when you step into a virtual world, um, you experience it, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can interact with it. So when the world changes based on your interaction and you know you you're not just a spectator and you know um, everything that you do in that world is sort of uh, that world also is taking into account your interactions and changing the behavior changing the existence of the world based on it then that becomes extended reality that that's what we say so um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's in a nutshell. Different kinds of um, digital realities. Wow, wow! I mean, virtual reality, augmented reality, extended reality, mixed reality. <laughs> it's funny how many realities we do have. But um, I think that was a good explanation. I mean, uh, we all do experience our senses, and as you rightly said, we experience it in different ways because. Uh, not all of our senses are active and uh, we perceive it in the similar way. Some people who are um, uh, disabled, they experience the world in a very uh, different way compared to people who have all their five senses working. So it's interesting when you mentioned that, yes, everyone perceives reality a bit differently. And uh, the way we perceive it is what uh, uh, who we become and how our experiences are. So virtual reality is something that is artificially created. Augmented reality is something that is enhancing our existing reality with some digital artifacts. Say when you're navigating on a street. So rather than um, uh, seeing the empty road, you can actually see the direction on the road itself through your display. So maybe something like that. So that augments your reality. And then the last thing you mentioned about mixed reality is a combination of both where you can actually interact. So so let's explore it in a way, uh, in, in more detail. So, uh, I mean, while we were talking about this, you mentioned that virtual reality has two different ways of people experiencing it. And one is the heads up display that everyone is familiar with. And you also talked about immersive displays. So can you tell what the differences are between the two forms of experiencing virtual reality and why there are two different forms and uh, if there are any applications. This is actually a very important topic and um, one one thing to actually very, you know, uh, it, it's a good opportunity to clarify to all our viewers and listeners to expand the horizon of, of VR and AR as well because most of the time whenever we in recent days talk about uh, VR, we in immediately think about various VR or AR solutions like um, yes. uh, Google Cardboard or various uh, you know, head-mounted display products. So this is only one, one, of, one of a spectrum of various virtual reality solutions. So HMD in short or head-mounted display are the ones that we m you know, mainly know about in mainstream media and various products that we can buy. They're all head-mounted and, you know, a display. So we, we you know, it's, um, that gives us a virtual vision. So, you know, and also uh, uh, the audio input as well. So uh, video and audio input from this head-mounted display gives us, a, you know, uh, the opportunity to step into a virtual world. Um, however, when it, I mean, it, you know, with the current technological advancement, you know, as far as we as we've come, it's still not the best. I mean, you know, 
even nowadays a lot of people doesn't even like to wear glasses this actually happened with uh, google glass and uh, google glass came out with this whole concept of people wearing glasses and you could see some content on the glasses while you're talking to a person and it 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 failed miserably of course they then uh, went on to providing it to business customers not for uh, normal consumers but yeah you are right i don't want to wear a glass every time i want to experience a different form of reality yes absolutely and not only is it i mean you know even if, if even if you know for your um eye prescription you know a lot of people doesn't even like wearing the regular prescription glasses i mean i don't like wearing prescription i'm wearing <laughs> contacts right now um so and to imagine a lot heavier display which requires ba- you know a uh, battery which requires power and also you know your head movement is is kind of um difficult so if you are if you do want to experience a virtual world you want to you want to run inside it you want to fly and you want to do everything with it and you want to move your head as if you're fully immersed in that world however if you're you know having to carry this 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 display this this whole equipment which is heavy and also which you know has latency based on you know how you move your head because in the virtual world if you move your head it will sense how much you know how many degrees you moved and then it will change the display in a way so you will experience mo- that movement in the virtual world however in virtual real you know in in head mounted displays there is less processing power because they try to make it as light as possible so it can't be too heavy but that also means the latency becomes an issue so if you move your head in real world you know you 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 know you see from one angle to another angle straight away but in digital world it takes a bit of time you know a few milliseconds slower but that that makes a big difference in terms of experiencing that virtual world and you you you, you in that way you can't just forget about the real world and you can't be fully immersed in the virtual world because you're always experiencing some latency or lag and that and some people actually feel um sick as well after you know being in virtual world for for some time because of the latency because your brain is constantly trying to match up this 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 lag and it, 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 after using it for some time you feel sick as well because of the discrepancy between the real world and virtual world so uh, you know these are some of the limitation of uh, hmd or head mounted displays so what's 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 the solution um enter immersive solutions which are not actually mounted to your mounted to yourself you are you are wearing some sort of um tracking device so the whole solution knows your interaction but you're not having to wear a display but you have a full rounded spherical display around you so if you create a dome a spherical yeah. display and then make the whole inner surface of the dome screen and then that screen changes based on how you move your head and how you move then that would be a fully immersed solution where you would think you're completely in a, in a different world and that can be achieved and that is one of the things i used to i used to design when i was i used to work as a mechanical engineer i used to design these domes and then these domes would be uh you know um 
made into screens by industrial um, quality projectors with 4K resolution. So, you know, you would use like, you know, eight to 10 really high quality projectors, which will make the whole, you know, whole, um, everything that you see around you and in your, you know, uh, um, perspective vision, everything is screen, uh, so everything is displaying a digital world. So you completely get immersed into this world and you're not even wearing a head-mounted display. So there is no, um, there is no, uh, limitation of you know carrying around the heavy equipment so that is you know much more realistic and also you know by default much more much much more expensive so it is usually available on in, in industrial settings but yeah there are you know that kind of solutions are as well um, and then you can go a level further if inside the center of the dome if you are sitting in a in a in a chair or in a in a in a jig which will move um, simulating the experience of whatever you're seeing in that digital display say for example if you're seeing that you're in a rocket and you're you know uh, moving through space and then the, the the chair that you're sitting on if it vibrates and it you know lifts up goes down to you know aligned with everything that you see then your experience become a lot more realistic um, so this is this is the other part you know I was talking about it, your senses are are you know how you experience reality and with head mounted display you're you're only um, you know in, uh, input information stream is through your vision and your um, um, hearing you don't experience the tactile differences so if you are sitting in a chair which is moving um, simulating your experience maybe sitting on a roller coaster and the chair is moving and vibrating uh, giving you that experience so that's the tactile experience so that's another information source and then um, another thing uh, you know for very sophisticated realistic experience say for example if you are in a virtual reality environment where you're sort of exploring the caves or um, and then we would um, you know engineer solutions where you would have the smell of you know going into a cave or if you are experiencing the beachfront you would have the seaside smell you know and these smells are also you know you can actually buy them as well and uh, um, that becomes even more realistic so all it, when all five of your senses are stimulated um, and you know given all of this sensory information then you're you know you you can't help but fully be immersed and think that you are actually there and that is an amazing experience. I have experienced these and I have also, you know, built, designed these things. So I, I can say that if, if any of the viewers or listeners have the opportunity to experience something like this, it definitely is worth, worth uh, taking, taking on that, uh, that journey. I mean, I'm excited just listening about it. So I can, I can, I, I, I can't even imagine how exciting would it be to experience it actually in real life. But uh, interesting that uh, there are head-mounted displays and there are domes. Uh, uh, and I have experienced actually these kind of, uh, not exactly domes, but uh, when you go to these uh, amusement parks, say Disney World, um, uh, Disneyland, and there you actually sit inside uh, 
a, like a box and there are some seats and there is a display and there they take you down a roller coaster as you mentioned or maybe in a plane and then you just do some maneuvers and the chair is moving and you're just strapped to your seat and they try to create that experience virtually and uh, you are just seated in one single position but they try to create this uh, immersiveness virtually and it's quite fascinating and while talking about this i think even aircraft simulators so they also work on the same concept right you go in a you sit in a pod and uh, they have these mechanical arms and um, you try to move the display and it will take off land and when you pre- press brakes it will react to it so it's it's quite interesting but um i think there are there might be differences in their applications right and correct me if i'm wrong because from what i see virtual reality with a head mounted display has the benefit of being portable being small i can i can use it in my house i can use it uh, when i'm traveling i can carry it with me because it can fit me in my suitcase but with a immersive display because of the nature of it being immersive it needs a much bigger infrastructure so it means it's uh, bound to a location and i cannot just carry it so can you just explain like what are the different applications and why did these two different forms of vr actually emerged or, or not different forms of vr but different forms of experiencing vr Yes, very much so. And this is actually um, an important thing, you know, a set of important um, information to know about as well. I mean, both of these solutions, they have their limitations and their benefits. As you said, you know, head-mounted displays, you know, they're portable, they're, you know, much more affordable as well uh, for our, you know, for regular public to to get into VR. Um, and then there is the you know the bigger infrastructure dome or other immersive solution so um when we talk about applications this is actually this is something is very interesting i find because a lot of the times um you know since you know i've been in this industry for you know 7 8 years even in the beginning of 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 you know vr people were very apprehensive about um what would be a, like a mass use application and you know people would always be dubious that oh, okay this will never be a, like a you know something that everyone uses like for example when computer um was first invented and you know people you know initially didn't think but slowly slowly everyone has a computer you know it's kind of a must have now but for a vr engine or a vr equipment people are still not fully convinced that it is something that is is necessary but i would try to convince our listeners and viewers today that it is actually a, a must have or it will soon become one you might think that you know it, it it its application is only limited to you know when you want to experience something you know something cool and or fun like you know riding a roller coaster or you know um, just go into space and that kind of stuff but think about all the all the other way you know virtual simulations can can help i mean obviously some of the one of the things you mentioned is flight simulator um so what it is doing it's training you to become a pilot right it, it, so the ultimate application is actually training now training could be in many ways it it doesn't have to be just you know flight simulation i mean obviously that's how uh that was one of the first usage of, of uh, you know yeah virtual uh, that's because of the um you know the the 
the the other side of training in a real plane and <laughs> you know risk crashing it yes and there is a lot of financial yeah. as well as you know risk to lives so there was more of a reason but you know as vr becomes more and more affordable and you know technology makes it more and more um user friendly uh, you'll see loads of ways you could train and actually also use it in various businesses for example for engineering design you know we had we had a talk earlier about engineering design where you design, yes. you know 3d objects but imagine you know going into a virtual world and picking up each of these pieces uh, and creating the creating that engineering solution in you know a, as if it's real in the virtual world that way you can actually see all the things that could go wrong in real life with real life dimensions so for example if you're designing a building or you know as as an architect um you can actually experience the sizes of the room or the corridor or the stairs and how the whole thing fits together and for example you're designing a furniture you can actually see that furniture in virtual world how the furniture fits with the rest of the environment created virtually but then that is saving you cost as well as also you're seeing you're you're doing a lot of you know design you know before even making a prototype so you know the first item you actually physically make will be near perfect because you've actually seen it exactly where it is going to be placed in real life so um you know there are many business applications like that um one of the you know one one of my customer uh, for whom i designed a solution was for safety training so you know for so in railway industry you know after working in railway for years and decades a lot of yes. people you know have their whole career in in railway industry and then they become complacent about about the dangers of of various you know high you know heavy equipments and machineries and you know becomes you know un you know uh, unintentionally becomes complacent and ignorant but you know one of the solution i built is that they will stand on this virtual reality platform and then they will see a crane is lifting them up into like you know a hundred floors up and then they will look down and see how you know how real you know and and then it, and they're they're standing on a like a vibrating platform so they will actually feel and you know will also give um air uh, you know uh, a fan uh, with fan uh, would also give the air um you know simulate the air on on very high um altitude and then suddenly the crane will um uh, you know go out of order and he will Oh my god and then they you know that is such a realistic experience that they kind of comes back to it you know comes back to reality that no they have to be safe before operating heavy equipments like that they have to you know it, it kinds of um dawns on to them that the importance of safety and security in that way so they're more serious about it and then another thing could be that they're in virtual reality and then suddenly a train just passes by you know inches away from where they're standing and then they can also you know 
you know i've note i've seen like people have like heartbeats you know gone faster and it was a proper real experience for them and this way they can be more vigilant you know less complacent i mean before before you think about other applications i have i actually have experienced it in television shows and i think one recent application because of the pandemic so uh you know rolls royce right they make aircraft engines and they are very popular in the uk i mean they are popular all across the world and most of the major aircraft manufacturers use rolls royce engines uh, but because of the pandemic uh, they didn't have a way to train people so they shipped i think i don't know if they shipped but uh, they had their employees wear vr glasses and they provided training and as you mentioned they could experience the engine in real form in actual proportion and they could now then try to fit something inside it using the tools in the vr platform and then try to understand how to maintain how to fix issues with the aircraft engine and this happened during the pandemic and i i, I saw a, a video regarding it i'll i'll maybe share it uh, when we share the video and the other application was uh, on bbc there is a show called your homemade perfect and exactly as you mentioned uh, seeing furniture in your house uh in real um in real proportions then it actually g- gives you a good sense of how it will look how it will fit uh, whether it's right for the uh, room uh, whether the color is right whether the lighting is right etc and with this show what they did is a um, lot of people when they try to go buy a house or they uh, replan their existing houses uh they spend a lot of money on designs and architecture and everything but they don't actually understand how it will look until unless it's developed fully and vr helps here that yes. it bridges the gap it it creates a virtual world they can experience it before it's actually even built they they can interact with it and they can see how it will look how they will feel inside it and then they decide whether this design is suitable for their requirements or not and i think that was quite powerful Yes yes and another application is interactive gaming the very you know very uh, profitable and very big industry nowadays and uh, you can actually step into a virtual world and have interactive interactive games with other characters in virtual reality that is also an amazing ex- uh, experience um another thing is in medical um industry so doctors yes. can be trained on on virtual reality and they will see a, a virtually created um you know a, a human body or that kind of thing so surgeons can train in you know in for various complex operations um there is also uh, another application for especially for augmented reality to to cure phobia for example i am you know very very much scared of spiders um, using augmented reality there are uh, ways to um to well i wouldn't say cure because you know it seems impossible to to me to be cured and not be scared of spiders but you know for for um big insects like that people who are so you can actually get um mobile phone apps um which are yes. augmented reality apps and you, you will use your camera so you put your hand in front of the ca- in in the camera vision so you see your hand and then an ar um spider will start walking in your hand and obviously you're looking through the lens of the camera so it looks very much real to you and y- you know 
although even though it's not real so slowly slowly you you know become familiar with this idea of having an insect crawling on your body and you know uh, come come out of the phobia <laughs> start you know start being less scared of of this kind of scenario so that's another way of um, application you know ar application vr application etc and even in whole virtual reality you can actually see you know in in your body you know or you know be in the same room with with a spider <laughs> um so yeah there are there are applications like that and i mean there is another application which is actually um i i when we speak about vr and ar although might be controversial but we can't just escape that is also in porn industry so they are uh, investing massively for you know a realistic experience uh, and that is you know from a business perspective financially that that is quite big because it is a big billion dollar industry and they are very interested in you know being able to simulate experiences in you know that that works in their industry so that is also a very um um noticeable <laughs> although controversial <laughs> noticeable application yeah no so but it's it's interesting it's interesting whatever scenarios you mentioned because i think yeah those are all all extremely valuable and important because uh training training especially pilots doctors uh engineers um without actually spending too much money on equipment and when when you're able to train them remotely from home on an actual piece that looks and feels the same it's just not real it's virtual but still it makes a huge difference because when those engineers doctors and pilots or anyone for that matter can experience those objects in the in real world after getting trained in the virtual world they may not feel that much different so it's it's actually quite good and uh, then for another application i just thought of for a regular person for a regular public you know apart from training and uh, all the other things those are all specialized but for someone like you and me just a regular person how can vr or ar be used and you know it comes even more important now after the pandemic when we're all working from home me and you we are talking we're doing video conferencing right now but with the advent of ar and vr i we could be in in a virtual world having a lot more realistic experience of talking to each other through the virtual True. world so that could be the next step of video conferencing how where we put on head mounted displays you know uh, us regular users of technology and have a full you know realistic experience of having a meeting in a conference room with presentations and everything so uh, that that's uh, that's a proper you know mass use of ar and vr that is that is i mean and uh, interesting that you said because i actually saw a video and i think there is a company that's experimenting with virtual conference uh, where people wear head mounted displays and they create avatars and then you conduct interviews and you talk to each other as if you are in the same room and there you have different applications like a whiteboard like a browser etc and then you can play with it and you can show people okay this is what you're drawing and this is what it is and you can see their faces their reaction and yeah i mean it's it's actually happening and i think the pandemic has actually accelerated the development of such applications so uh, you mentioned about vr but then uh, and and you mentioned briefly about 
AR, augmented reality. So what are the applications for augmented reality? I think virtual reality, everyone is familiar with because, I mean, you see a lot of videos, as you mentioned, gaming. Uh, we have all been to amusement parks where we have actually sit in a pod that takes us in a very immersive experience. So we have experienced that. But AR is actually something quite new, very recent, and it's it's picking up. I think with uh, the the big game, I think Pokemon or something, it actually picked up, and people were searching for that using their phones. So, can you talk a bit more about the applications of AR? Yes, I mean that could just that could be a whole new horizon of of application, and that could be more for mass use, you know, for for us regular public as well, because that with AR, you you are not jumping away from the you know from the reality you're just augmenting it you know enhancing your real life experience the first use that comes in mind is the navigation in driving so you know you're driving yes you know obviously nowadays you know in the next five ten years it's all going to be electric cars with you know a lot more technological advancement and what if the screen uh, the glass screen in front of you had some AR capability so it would give you navigation right in front of you and it could give you other information as well so you know it, 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 not only which which you know which road to take to reach your destination but you know if you see you know anything in front of you like you know the the truck in front of you or the car in front of you it could you know check the license and registration and bring up data and things like that um, and then you know imagine you're walking down the road and you're wearing an AR glass and you know if you meet if you meet someone and if you start, suddenly see on 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 in your AR glass a, a square with their Facebook profile and everything that can be found you know matching to that face um, you know it could be there could be many many uses and a lot of them sounds like science fiction but they're not too far away and um, there could be many uh, many applications and also I've already you know talked about how it can give you realistic um, realistic experience of you know having you know help with your phobia and that kind of stuff you know even people who have height phobia they can um, look at you know look at a, a, a scenario where they're in a very high altitude and then you know so yeah there are many many applications for both AR and VR and they're all interesting they're all you know some of them are like science fiction but it, it's not too far away it, it sounds like a, a scene from a Hollywood film where you look, look at a person and you get all their profile, especially for people who tend to forget names. <laughs> it might be very useful. You look at a face, it's familiar, but you can't recall their name. So you wear a glass, you know, okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Renath. How are you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. And, and uh, um, I mean, the, the navigation bit, I think, is again quite powerful because um, I think I was watching one of the videos from CES this year and I think Philips or some company, they are experimented with augmented reality, working with uh, Google and some other companies to actually enhance the driving experience of not just navigation, but speed, obstacles, um, um, etc. So suppose if a car is slowing down, suppose there is a, suddenly an object comes, uh, suppose there is a turn from where a car is coming and it's a blind turn, you can't see it, but it, it detects and etc. But I think 
the underlying principles are generally enhancing augment enhancing your reality so that's ar yeah. uh, but when it comes to ar the challenge would be to uh, use a glass or a display to always enhance it right so you cannot get away with in at least in vr you have this immersive display concept but in ar maybe you 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 can't get away with uh, having a display in front of you be it a smartphone be it a wearable glass be be it anything else right well, it's uh, it's funny you say that because um right now the technology is at its very early stage but i know of a, a research that's going on who are trying to build contact lenses which will have screens so you really don't have to wear or you know carry around a screen or even your card doesn't have to be fitted with with ar capable capable glass screen no you could actually wear a contact lens which will add that ar display and give you all the all the ar experience that you want you know right from right from in front of your eyeball so that would be an amazing amazing um thing to be able to use if if it ever comes comes to life yeah i think wow i mean yes contactless so it's like smart contacts so you have all the information in 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 your eyes but then i mean i mean let's let's talk it out i mean uh, what are the technological implications how would they actually connect to that internet or the data what would power it those those sorts of things yeah. right the biggest question is the power because um it has to be powered i mean it could take um temperature from the body and uh, use use that heat energy and if it can convert the heat into ele- electricity in one way or another and then also i i could i would also think that you know in a human nervous system is also the you know nerves communicate between each other with electrical signals yes is there, is there a way to you know harvest that or not even harvest but is, is there a way to sink into that so it can be connected with with that so there are many ways you know I, i'm sure you know people who are actually working on it they're think of innovative ways yeah. to solve these problems power is is definitely one of the question and all the equipments that actually needs to be integrated in that lens you know it has to have ways to communicate you know yes a ra- like a radio radio antenna or something yes and then uh ways to generate power and then the display itself you know yes it might be small but there will have to be a display to to for for you and me to experience that so the display would uh also have to be there so yeah there is various there are various technical challenges but i, I can't wait and i really hope that this this comes to life i i really hope so too because i think it sounds very exciting especially in a world where uh, technology has already improved our life uh so much uh, in our last week's talk i talked about how technology improved the way we can travel so similarly i think with augmented reality it will enhance it a bit further so in the future we won't we won't need anything i mean we just need a contact lens where it at just go on a holiday and we can summon say google assistant or alexa or siri and then we can ask them any questions and get things done so it it it's a quite an exciting future but then uh, 
I mean, th- these are just some ways to experience reality, right? I mean, uh, people are exploring voice assistants and other things. Are they also part of this or augmented and virtual reality are restricted to just uh, the things that you can see? Uh, uh, is is um, uh, technology related to sound, what you hear, also part of augmented reality? I, I would passionately challenge that anyone who says that it's only related to vi- vision because that's not the point the you know as, as I said in the beginning of the of this talk is reality is what we all perceive with all of our five senses uh, vision is one of the important ones we get the most information through vision so it is very important and that is you know one of the main things that current VR technologies want to cover but that yes. doesn't have to be the only one um, hearing uh, is, is, is very important and as I also said that in some of the very sophisticated solutions that I've designed you know we also accounted for the smell of what you would experience you know, if, if, if you're going to a specific place that has a specific smell it can also enhance your overall immersive experience. So yes, all of this. Speaking of accessibility, people with impaired vision or people who, you know, probably aren't, a, you know, blind people or deaf people, they have other senses that they can experience, real, that they are experiencing reality through right now. And those senses can be, you know, digitally supplied, those information, for them to experience virtual reality. Um, I've also seen a TED talk which was very interesting where you know a where a, a person wears a jacket where um, you could give a specific vibration based on things that are happening outside. So for example if you you know if you do a lecture and people are clapping at the end of your lecture but if you're blind and you can't really see or if you're deaf you can't hear uh, but if you're wearing this jacket it will vibrate in a way that you would understand you know and your brain very quickly starts linking it so if the vibration patterns are always the same for the same kind of event uh, your brain very quickly understands which pattern means what and that way, uh, people of different abilities can experience all kinds of things that are happening around them. So, yeah, there are many ways to, to simulate virtual reality, not just with vision, but with many, many other... Many of the senses. Incredible. I mean, yes, I mean, you, you normally, when you think about these applications, especially when you uh, watch YouTube or uh, television and even movies, you only see applications where it's normal people. But, I mean, I think for normal people, it does enhance. But imagine for disabled people, it enhances uh, even up to a greater extent. And I think that's where the real applications are because for people uh, who have such disabilities to experience the reality that we all experience as normal people, I think that's a that's a great uh, leveler because they can now experience the reality in the same way as normal people do. So yeah, that's, that's quite uh, powerful. And uh, yeah, I think, I hope that uh, all this comes into reality um, and some of it already is, as you mentioned, but uh, even more. So now let's, let's go a bit more into uh, like VR or AR. So suppose a person now wants to 
experience VR for himself or herself? What do they do currently? I mean, do they go buy a device? Uh, what kind of device they should buy? Uh, do you have any ideas? What are the devices in the market? And should they actually invest in such a product? And even for AR, what, what should they do? That is a very good topic to cover, actually. And um, I have had the opportunity to experience many of these uh, devices, like um, Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, uh, Google Cardboard. I have a few of them at home as well. Um, so yeah, definitely, I would I would urge, not just encourage, but I would urge listeners and viewers to, uh, you know, uh, make make uh, an effort to. You know, get one of these equipments. There are many of these devices, as you mentioned. Um, you know, uh, to name a few: Oculus Rift, Google Cardboard, and then HTC Vive. There are quite a few up. You know, if you Google, you know, VR uh, headsets, uh, there will be many that comes in. But one of the most affordable one, yet very much usable is Google Cardboard. Google just completely changed the game by bringing on Google Cardboard because before that, um, you know, a, a VR equipment or device was, you know, very expensive and it's this sophisticated thing that will give you this experience. But Google or someone at Google rightly so realized that it's nothing but, you know, changing your vision and hearing to you know, and giving digital information, and then you already have a screen, which is your mobile phone, and it could generate the two different screens your individual eyes experience, and if it is enclosed in a box and looked through a specific lens, then it would change the viewing angle uh, in, in, su in, in such a way that you, it would be as if you are experiencing you are seeing those screens um, and obviously from mobile phone you have the audio coming out as well so you could have a full immer fully immersive audio visual experience in virtual world using your phone as the sophisticated computing engine and then just enclose it with a cardboard equipped with two specific lens which does the you know the the chain you know, which which is enough to make the phone screen into a virtual reality screen so that that is very cheap you could you know probably buy a google cardboard headset nowadays you know stemming from this idea and nowadays there is proper plastic um headset with this with, with these lenses equipped or designed for your, you know, to be used with your phone. So they're all, they're still called Google Cardboard, even though they're not made of cardboard anymore. You could go to Google Cardboard and actually make a headset out of cardboard. That's why they named it Google Cardboard. Uh, okay. But you can also go on Amazon and buy it with 10 pounds or $10 um, and get one of these devices where you put your phone in and experience VR straight away. So yes, it's very affordable, Google Cardboard. I would very much encourage the listeners and viewers to, to try this on if, um, if 
uh, you know, if you're on a budget. However, if you can spend a little bit more money, Samsung, for example, um, they have brought in a, a more sophisticated version to be used with Samsung phones, but it has, you know, a bit of electronics inside it. So it's, you know, a little bit more enhanced than Google Cardboard. That would probably cost you about 40 to 80 dollars or pounds. And then there are, you know, standalone um, devices that generates VR um, solutions on its own without the need for a phone to be added to it, like HTC Vive or Oculus Rift. With these, you just wear the headset and everything is inside it. Uh, you connect to the internet and uh, through through its connection protocols and you experience VR with it. So yeah, depending on your budget, um, I mean, obviously, you know, um, with these standalone things, there are further benefits. They're they're more they're designed for VR experience, whereas your mobile phone isn't. So you get you know you get more out of the those experiences. But if you are on a budget, you know Google Cardboard is no less you know no less of an experience. Definitely worth exploring. Interesting. I mean, Google Cardboard, I mean, I've read about it, but I've, I never actually thought it would be this useful. So I might actually not want to try it because uh, it sounds amazing. And if there is content available and are, are there actually content available to experience Google VR? Oh, yes, very much so. There are many, many VR content available. There are VR web browsers as well. Uh, in, in Okay. And you can actually do everything that you do in your phone or on the internet in, in the computer in a VR environment. So um, Oculus Rift was an, a, was a, an individual company uh, to, to, to start with, a startup, but then was purchased by Facebook. So yes. um, now, you know, if you have a Facebook account and, you know, if you have a Google Cardboard or and you open an account, your Facebook account can be used as an Oculus Rift account. Um, and then you enter and you know you don't even need to open new accounts you can just your phone um, everything that you see in your phone will become virtual reality um, content and if you go on YouTube and just search for VR or 360 degree content you will find many many of them and there are many many 360 images, 360 videos for your for your experience, and then there is 360 or VR apps. You can download heaps and heaps of um, VR or AR apps in App Store or Google Play, and um, you know there some of them are very interactive, very realistic, and some of them are like very educational. You learn various things, you know, like flight simulator and that kind of stuff. You can experience all of these stuff. Um, furthermore, speaking of App Store, um, it's also actually not too difficult to create 360 apps. Um, so Unity is one of the one of the leading um, mobile gaming so you know mobile gaming app creator. And I know I, I I'm I'm sure they're very you know easy way of. In, in other platforms to create 3D uh, VR apps as well. But this one I know of. In Unity, if you create a world, a, a video gaming world, and then with like two or three clicks, you can make that whole world uh, 
a, a VR world. So it will display, as for, you know, it will make the app as a VR app. So it will work with Google Cardboard or any other head-mounted display devices. You know, all of these apps works with HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, or Google Cardboard, all of them. So it's actually really good. There is many, many content, many, many apps, many, many softwares already out there. And if you want to build one, it's also quite easy. In, in Unity, the platform that I know about, you know, you, you build a video game and you can, with, with two clicks, you can make it VR, uh, VR friendly. Uh, furthermore, uh, there are um, GoPro and uh, Rico, these um, sort of imaging um, companies, they also brought out 360 degree cameras. I have one uh, from Rico, uh, a 360 camera, so you, you, you can record in 360, so the whole surrounding of you, of the camera. And then you can upload it in YouTube. I have uploaded a few videos in YouTube as well, which are recorded in 360. So, uh, and then you can experience it in VR. So it would be like you are watching that, you are in that video in, in, in real life, in VR world, you will be. So there, everything is available. If you want to create audio or visual content, if you want to create 360, uh, um, VR apps, AR apps, it's very uh, straightforward and um, accessible. And if you want to consume content, YouTube, from starting from YouTube to anywhere, if you just search for 360 images, 360 videos, 360 or VR apps, there will be many of them. So definitely, definitely, um, I would encourage everyone to experience this. Thank you so much, Renata. I think that was quite a comprehensive list. But but that covers just uh, VR. What about AR? I mean, do you, can we experience AR through these devices or do we need separate devices now for AR? So that's very interesting. For AR, um, you obviously have to have an input of real life. So that can be achieved in two, two, two of many ways. Uh, one is you have a camera which is placed outside of the VR uh, headset the camera sees the real world and okay you see in, in it brings out in your screen what you see the real world as well as the you know the digital uh, artifacts or digital items in in and it combines both of them together or like Google lens that you you know Google glass sorry not Google lens in Google glass what you see you see the real world as you see with your eyes and it adds the digital parts into your vision so there these are the two ways one is you even the real world you see it through a camera and then mixed with other digital items or you see the real world with your eyes as it is and you add the digital eye you know overlay on on top of it yeah. so with google cardboard um the way it's designed it has to be fully you know um, it has to block out all the lights from outside for it to be a realistic vr experience so it can't have um you can't have you can't be looking at the real world with your own eyes the only way you could experience ar in you know google cardboard or you know any of these other head-mounted displays is if there are external cameras which are looking at the real world and then combining both of these together. So yes, there are um, AR uh, 
you know you can experience AR but then you have to buy those dedicated devices which has cameras outside. Okay. Okay, makes sense. So so you have yeah these uh, applications and devices which are which are actually quite useful and uh, I think um, Google Cardboard it sounds very interesting and it sounds very cheap as well. So I think that's something which anyone can uh, get access to because these other devices which uh, I wanted to ask you more about is because uh, when you were explaining about Google Cardboard, the immediate thought in my head was, okay, I can see something, but I can't interact with it. So if I want to interact with something, do these other devices actually provide me like a controller or something that I can use and interact with? Say the games that you talked about, VR games or say flight simulators. I want to play or I want to use it. I want to interact with the elements in the virtual world. So in a cardboard VR, uh, it's just a cardboard box. I watch some videos. So it's more immersive displays. But can I actually interact with it? So um, it's it's an interesting question. Um, so if, if you have to think about interaction in this way. So, uh, you know, if, so when you when you think about interact, uh, so when you move, then you want the scene to understand that you're moving. Now, this can actually be achieved quite easily, and even in Google Cardboard as well, because you're using your phone, the phone has an accelerometer, the phone has, phone can sense how the phone is being moved, you know, if, if you rotate it, it knows, you know, that's how we use Google Maps and even Google Earth and Google Sky, you know, or many other apps where accelerometer is used to know how the phone is, phone movement is happening. So. Even in Google Cardboard, when you're you, when you when you are inside virtual world, when you're moving your head, the phone is also moving, so it can interact in that way. It can understand how you moved your head, so it will change the display based on that. So that is one way of interaction. And if you walk, it can sense that you have gone from place A to place B and that's how your you know scenario around you will change so that's one way of interaction now if you think about interaction there there could be many ways of interaction for your for the oculus rift or HTC Vive or Google Cardboard it can know where your head is but if you sit in one place and move your hand there is no way for those devices to know that information you know so yes if they don't know the whereabout your hands or your fingers then how would they interact based on it so now so to eliminate that to solve this problem there are actual sensors that you can attach you can wear gloves which will sync with your phone or with oculus rift or HTC or with these devices which will be able to sense, you know, track your finger movement, hand movement, leg movement. So that would mean that if you are dancing wearing a head-mounted display, it will know everything that you have done and will be able to record it. Dancing you know, or playing realistic video games where you are, you know, in a, in a sort of in a combat scenario where you are, you know, shooting someone, you're doing gorilla jumps and, you know, all of that... Um, you know, exciting, cool stuff you you can do in realistic video gaming experience, and it will know all of your movement and base base you know change your scenario based on that. 
so that is um, that is possible uh, but for that you need you need to give it information you know if, if, if you want it to know how your hands are moving you need to give it that information by wearing a you know a gloves or it doesn't even have to be gloves so you can just wear like sensors uh, uh, in in each of your fingertips which will connect to the central server fascinating fascinating stuff i never actually thought of interaction in that way i mean yes you're right when we are actually viewing the device with our eyes and moving our head and walking around there is a kind of interaction and and the environment is changing the video is changing so yeah i mean interesting i i never thought i never thought about it in that perspective so um, i mean now now we have these devices and they can be powered they can be powered with a battery on the smartphone or with some external power um, and they are also connected to the internet but when it comes to connecting to the internet there involves certain security risks privacy risks uh, people can hack into these devices because they are now connected to the internet. So, are there any security risks? I mean, you worked on devices, uh, building it uh, for uh, different clients. Uh, so, was security an aspect which you thought about while creating these devices? So, whenever you're communicating, there is a security risk. And especially if you're communicating digitally, there is more of a security risk because, you know, data packets are being transferred and it can be intercepted or someone can um, sort of do the identity theft and pose as you, whatever. So there is always security risk with any technology. Uh, it is something that definitely needs to be taken into account. That's why when you, you know, start with Google Cardboard or any of the head-mounted display you have to open an account with password etc uh, these are you know some of the basic uh, things that you need to start um, in terms of when you're consuming content you're consuming publicly available content so there is not much there but you know it's it's still important to always be vigilant and be aware of you know, not giving out your personal details to dodgy apps or, you know, unknown sources or unreliable sources. Um, so, yeah, there are, there are ways that you could lose your information, even if you're, you know, private 3D content, private, you know, immersive content, you want to keep them in your secure place, uh, which are password protected, etc. So yeah, there, there. I mean, any whenever there is digit, anything digital communication, there is, you know, when I say communication, it doesn't have to be communication between two people. Whenever two devices are talking to each other, there is, there is um, a, security risk. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 nothing, you know, different from any, you know, you don't like you have to be vigilant and aware just like you would be in any internet or any IT related products so um, yeah sure makes sense so I think uh, that's it from my side uh, do you want to add anything more in the end um no I mean I think we covered a lot uh, I would, yes I mean, I, as I did throughout this talk I would I would very much encourage the listeners and viewers to to make in and uh, make that effort you know google cardboard and similar you know design are available for on low budget and can be used with your phone definitely try this um and 
um, one thought is that you know the, all the apps in Google Play Store and App Store that we use right now you know these are you know App Store and Google Play Store have been around for you know I don't know 15 15 to 18 years uh, nowadays um, and all the apps we see are you know, have evolved have improved and now they're the best version you know they can be but VR apps or AR apps didn't have all this time you know to grow and evolve so there is still a lot of room for improvement there are many apps already there but you know if if you are thinking of what could be the next big idea or next amazing app or next you know next Facebook next zoom um, AR and VR world or this this whole industry is still at its infancy there is a lot of room for improvement so if you're looking for that that groundbreaking idea or you know a place where you can really make a big difference or you know come come up with something really amazing this is the place you know invest some time and effort and if you have a really cool idea definitely go for it because there is law of um, it will the adaptation of VR and AR will increase and it will definitely increase day by day and if you can come up with the next zoom or next vid you know immersive video conferencing solution or the next immersive mobile app the next immersive video game that will take you places so definitely um a place to um put your effort in well i'm sure i think uh, viewers are quite pumped up and excited with uh, listening to your talk today because i sure am quite excited about this new reality uh, and i want to experience it a as soon as possible and i will i will quickly google and see if i can order a google cardboard vr or like if i can make one as you mentioned but thank you so much again renath for this wonderful uh, talk uh, it it is a quite a relevant topic and it is quite uh, quite a new um, uh, industry as well as you mentioned the apps are still very new um, they are still uh, there are still a lot of applications that needs to be explored and um, yes uh, as you have urged the viewers already or the listeners that please go and uh, create content for these apps create those apps uh, consume those uh, content and just experience virtual reality and uh, thank you so much again for joining uh, us today on this tech talk with uh, amit and renath if you have been enjoying our conversations uh, about different tech topics please uh, share comment uh, and uh, like to let us know how you feel about our talks uh, today is our 10th episode i just uh, wanted to let you know so we started this journey uh, 10 weeks ago and so far uh, we have covered different topics we have invited one guest as well um, and we hope to keep inviting few more guests uh, in the future and then cover more relevant topics that uh, impacts all our lives um, so thank you so much again for uh, listening today and uh, see you next time yes thank you thank you very much guys see you next time <laughs>